Hello everyone, welcome to the Zero Down podcast of the Economic Society of Miranda House. Today, in this episode, we are going to meet Miss Manager, who is a pessimist and have an excuse for everything. In brief, very difficult to convince. So, will our economists be able to succeed in convincing her? To know more about this, let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, I'm Miss Manager and I work in an established company which is in losses now. I tried everything to recover it, but I guess in few months, the company will expel me. But what leads to such a worse condition? I don't know. When I first joined the company, the company received plenty of investments and the business was going good. I've studied business, so I know all the tactics. But after some time, I don't know what went wrong. The company's evaluation starts decreasing. And subsequently, the company found itself in loss. Hey, um, do you know anything about economics of mental health? What is that? Hmm, okay. How often do you visit a psychiatrist or have a mental care treatment? Oh, come on. That's a waste of money and time. Well, not. You know what? One in five adults suffer from diagnosable mental illness. Okay, let's be clear. You're calling me a psychopath? Maybe. But actually, it's your mental health that is affecting your economic growth. Miss Economist, you're exaggerating. I've studied business. I know what works and what not. Then Miss Manager, you must be aware with the fact that mentally ill people are less likely to be employed. Okay, fine. But what is that to me? I'm perfectly alright. Yes, you are. But you never know. As mentalness is quite common among working age, which eventually leads to massive suffering and economic wither. Also, problems like constant dizziness, irregular mental breakdown, anxiety, and lack to communicate can be count as mental illness. Holy crap! That means nearly everyone suffers through this? Exactly. Mental illness is common in both richer and poorer countries. Um, which basically means that every developed, developing, underdeveloping country, everybody needs mental health care. Trust me, no one is going to spend so much money for just a psychological treatment. True. Actually, everyone is hesitant to visit a psychiatrist, even if it's for once in a lifetime. Who wants to be called a psychopath? At least, I don't. And cannot ignore the expenses. Actually, Miss Manager... You may like to call yourself one if I tell you that the gains of psychological therapy exceeds the cost of treatment. Impossible. Sorry, but I don't trust you for this. Psychological therapy is a good bargain. For each thousand spent, roughly an equal amount is saved on welfare benefits and an equal amount on physical health care. Miss Economist, I can never understand you. Uh, So basically, psychological therapy It produces savings of 20% of an individual's annual cost in physical health care. And it improves life satisfaction. What? Now, where does this physical health come from? More than a third of all disabilities comes directly from mental illness. Hey, you gotta be kidding me. No, mental health problems worsen or exacerbate physical health problems, which ultimately, you know, creates difficulty in workspace. One becomes less efficient, cannot work properly, think properly, and what not. Afterwards, the increased expenses of physical health care 
is a different burden altogether. Just tell me one thing. Will this work as an excuse to my boss? Only if your boss is a psychiatrist. I guess I have to see the psychiatrist or else you both will make me lunatic. Oh yes, you can. As psychological therapies result in 50% recovery rates and substantial improvements for others. Also, therapy halves the likelihood of a relapse. Uh, or we can say there's a high chance you are going to stay mentally fit for the rest of your life. Mm, really? By the way, the said things are more appropriate for cognitive behavior therapy. Cognitive what? Cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, it's a type of treatment basically that helps people learn how to identify and how to change the destructive or disturbing patterns that have a negative influence on their behavior and emotions. And actually this is more effective than drugs. I cannot imagine if anyone is certainly concerned about these things. Yeah, that's kind of true. Maybe that's the reason why very few people receive such treatment and care. Besides, no government is concerned of such things too. Even the government of most economically advanced countries. Yeah, yeah. the spending is not even 1% of national income. And see, I understand all your concerns, but I still cannot see the exceeding gains of the therapy from its cost. Well, psychological treatment can reduce a person's annual physical health care expenses by 20%. 20%? That's huge. See for yourself, people with mental health problems who are also physically ill typically use 60% more physical health care than equally ill people without mental health problems. God, that means this all is keeping so many people from working productively. Yes, mental illness costs billions in welfare payments and costs taxes as well. And for a fact, if mentally ill people work as the rest of the population, total employment would increase by more than 4%. That would boost production and tax revenues. After this conversation, one of us is seriously going to be mentally ill. Then you need to hear this. Curing depression and anxiety disorder would boost 4% of the GDP. More than me, I suppose. Government needs to hear this. Well, the secret only lies with the government. Anyways, treatment can help distressed people stay in work. And also, for people out of work, treatment help them get back to work by giving psychological strength and confidence to face the labor market. Oh God, and I was thinking leaving my job is the only way for mental peace. Hmm, yes, that is the most common perception. What else do you expect from an average earner? I'm not a CEO of a company. And especially after this corona pandemic, the conditions have worsened. Yes, yes, job insecurities medical expenses, they have increased rapidly amongst the population. Which leads to anxiety and insomnia. But we cannot ignore that the people with pre-existing mental and neurological disorder, they are more vulnerable to coronavirus syndrome. Ah, what a worse. Not just this pandemic, world has faced many emergency situations at different levels. After which the whole state took years to recover. And the economy of an individual never recovered. Yeah, but there are some ways to prevent such major damage at the level of an individual. Hey, why didn't you tell this before? These are pretty basic things. As you are aware, it is difficult to make a financial decision at the time of emergency or crisis. So it is better to pre-plan your things. And if you lose your job due to any unfortune, which was the ultimate source of income, 
you can consider continuing with a side job you never who would like to do babysitting when you can be a president what uh sorry i mean these things will never accommodate my expenses mm, the change would be gradual but it's better than being unemployed and who knows miss manager will become the ceo of babysitting ah never also one can start building an emergency fund to tackle the unexpected financial crisis and also maximize your liquid savings you can take your money out any time without incurring a financial loss hmm feels like i've achieved all the secrets of life this is it from our side this episode was presented by manmeet as miss manager nishu as economist sejal yadav as economist thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us